bam, we're live. I, I wonder. So you think soon? I thought that too. As soon as we put abortion in the title, like you can't name. That's one of the rules about YouTube. You can't have the word abortion in the title. I don't even think you could say like OnlyFans and stuff because some of those clips that I watch in like the shorts that have hundreds of thousands of views and stuff, they'll bleep all of that. What if you go to YouTube uh, right now and you just type in the word abortion? By the way, nice to see you here this morning. Let's find out. Yes. Good to be here on a Friday. Normally it doesn't work out like that, but this today it does. So I'm going to go to... Uh, Are you typing it in? I just went to... I'm going to see if I can get... I'm going to go to YouTube and just type in abortion. There's like pill experience story time, abortion tablet for one month pregnancy, abortion, abortion. little Wayne. <laughs> That's random. On the front lines of the abortion war, abortion pill. That's from Vice. Abortion pill debate. Pro-life activist Mark Huck on shocking details of Planned Parenthood. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, very. Oh, I wonder if you can get away with anti-abortion. I wonder if YouTube has the same guidelines. I. It's crazy that there's words. Um, That'll trigger it. Yeah. Oh, dude. Someone sent me something. Um, yesterday showing that, so, so my kids have an iPad and my wife erased YouTube and Safari off of it and YouTube kids off of it just has like the photo app. And so they can FaceTime their grandmother and grandfather. That's cool. And then yesterday, maybe it was my sister sent me a, someone had signed their kids up for YouTube kids and they had put in the, I guess you can put in what age your kids are nine to 12. And the first videos that are recommended by YouTube is uh, like Henry and Henry. And it's like two boys holding hands or learning, mm. learning what the letters of LGBT, L, L, learning the letters of the gay alphabet. <laughs> and it's crazy. It's crazy that YouTube, those are the, were the first two videos that YouTube, it's like, hey, dude, dude dear God. Hey, what would it take for some of you to pull your kids out of school? What would it take? I wonder what it would take. Like that's how, an interesting question. Like, what's the tipping point? Like, when do you? Yeah, when because do you, you like, say nope. you can't do it, and you say that every, people say you're trying your best, and you don't got money, and yeah, you got to work a full time job. I get all that. It's fucking crazy. I get it. But mm-hmm. what would it take? What would have to happen hmm. at your school where you just like? You bring your kid to Safeway with you. Let's say you're a checker at Safeway where you're like, hey, you now come to Safeway with me. <laughs> Fuck it. You work. Yeah, here. yeah. Go hang out in the employee lounge for eight hours yeah. and do your Kumon. What a, what a crazy That's a good question. What a crazy story that would be. Hey, they're showing my kids there butt is. plugs and dildos at, at at school. And so I had to bring them to uh, look at Darian's. Like, what the <laughs> so I had to bring him to Safeway with me today. Yeah, Darian. I was talking about like uh, one of my um, uh, friends just signed their kid kid up for YouTube Plus and said yeah. that they're in the nine to twelve range, so that like it would be appropriate material. And the first two videos that came up for the kid were like Henry and Henry, and it's like two boys holding hands. And then the other one was a video explaining to their nine to twelve year old uh, what LGBTQ plus stands for. And it's like, come on, dude, they're fucking nine. They're nine and twelve. <laughs> yeah, and it's in and, and then there's like videos called Colors of the Rainbow, and it's just all about accepting gay people. It's like, dude. That's what you get for living on the West Coast. <laughs> no, it's YouTube. Well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, the algorithm changes, dude. Oh, yeah. 
that's better than before. You know, before they used to have like that uh, one guy who was like making all the kids shows in the Spider-Man uh, costume. And it was doing really weird like indu- innuendos and like sexual things that were like kind of subconscious. You remember that? That was a couple years back before. You I do remember that, but I didn't know he got he got like uh, Elmo. Elmo. Elmo was a pedophile, right? Uh, yeah, I got Elmo weird. Got busted. Yes, and the thing was is that a lot of parents don't pay attention to what YouTube's actually recommending. So going back to yeah. like that, you're you're choosing that's the whole outsource. point of giving it to them so you can go in the back and smoke a weed, some weed, and drink some whiskey. Just give your kids <laughs> YouTube; it's safe. And uh, they're they're we talked about outsourcing their education before. You're outsourcing it right there to YouTube's algorithms because the second you hand the the your you know, iPad or phone to the kid and you say, okay, you're on your own. Go for it. Once that video ends, YouTube's recommending another one and another one and another one, another one. And you have, unless you're paying attention, you don't have control over that. I'm telling you. And it goes quick too. They just throw anything on the screen and the kids will press anything as well. Yep. Yeah. Has a kid on it. Yep. So are you betting the house on Volkanovsky? Dude, I would be so happy if Volkanovsky won, but I think that, Islam might tie him into a knot and throw him out of the ring WWE style. What what variant, Mr. Weeks? I was Volkanovsky as well. You're hoping he wins too? I'm thinking he will. Oh, you think he will? God, I hope you're right. Hey, if he wins, it's it's oh yeah, we talked about this last time. I think it catapults him into like John Jones, Anderson Silva, G G GSP status. Most definitely it does. It it definitely does. And also I just think he's going to win just because, you know, that guy used to be 230 pounds at his Yeah, time. Yeah. He used to be. So I think he's the only one that has the strength that will contend with uh, Islam. I think he's just going to be as strong and be able to get up because he has said something like every time somebody takes him down, he always gets back up. You know what I mean? Always. So, I mean. How how much will um uh, Islam weigh when he walks in there? I heard he walks in at like I heard he walks around at 180. Really? Yeah. Well, that's not very heavy at all, huh? <sighs> Seems giant to me for if he's fighting at 155. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but I mean, think about what Michael Chandler walks back in there at. Michael Chandler walks back in there at like 196 pounds. He does? Yeah, he's ginormous. Wow. Okay. And they say when they see him, when people see him in real life, like he's just like a huge ginormous hairy beast like he's just he waxes his chest that's what he has to do to get all his chest hair off because they said normally he's just covered in hair on his chest wow so he's um and that helps him lose another pound probably (laughs) no boys on islam side hey dude that's the easy pick i mean here's the good thing for volk he's not supposed to win he's the small he's the 145 pound champ yeah no yeah for sure he's not supposed to win but um, I think it'd be a great upset, you know, and um, I'm hoping it happens. But no one's beat a Dagestanian yet, so we'll have to see. You know that that's the that's the name of the game right there. They don't do anything but train. So I mean, woken up. They don't they don't do anything but butt train. What's butt training? <laughs> oh damn. That's good, right? That's what you call listening, people. I didn't say it. Darian said all those Dagestanis do is butt train. And I don't know what butt train is. Uh, Well, who knows what they do on their side, but that's another, you know. Austin Hartman, uh, I think my YouTube algorithm is broken. I keep getting recommendations for this show with an Armenian midget and a hippie. Fair enough. Wow, you got uh, a hippie? You got Susan as a hippie. That's cool. 
hippie with the beanie on. God. <laughs> it could be called worse things. The <laughs> hair's just out of hand. It's just like. Oh, yeah. I feel you. Actually, it kind of looks okay now. It looks decent, yeah. I need that you, comb. That's you got to go to the about. weekly cuts. Oh, yeah. All the way down here in the Midwest. <laughs> could travel. I beat Hasbula? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Choke that fucking midget out. Fucking <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, I think uh, what was the butt plug story though? I didn't get, I didn't get the full look. Oh, just just that YouTube. It's just like just YouTube is recommend if you. So they have something called YouTube Kids. No, I I, I was uh, I, they have something called YouTube Kids, which is what you're supposed to sign your kids up for instead of YouTube so that they don't get recommended fucked up shit. And if you, but recently someone showed me, Hey, look, I signed my kids up for YouTube kids. And the first two videos that come up are talking to them about gay sex, gay relationships. And it's like, Holy shit. Like, and so then I was like, Hey, what would you have to do? What, what, what do you people need? A lot of people, um, uh, when I talk about homeschooling your kids up, on here people say like they have all these reasons why they don't do it right i work a full-time job my husband works we can barely make ends meet i have three kids i mean like valid reasons right yeah like fuck uh but um hey so i was like hey what would you have to do to finally pull your kids out of school like if the teacher was like hey i want to it's okay to lick uh your you're, and I'm, I'm not trying to be crass. I'm just telling the truth. If the teacher started teaching um, the boys in there, it's okay to lick other boys' assholes. Would you pull your son out of the school? And it's like, what's your, what? I said, that should be a hell yeah, pull your son out of the school. Yeah, yeah right, right. And then, and then let's say you're a checker at Safeway or something, then what do you do? You just bring your kid with you and you're like, hey, just sit here. And the manager's like, hey, why is your kid here? And so, well, they were teaching him how to lick asshole today. Dead. Pull them out. Yeah. Hey, here's the thing. You have to know this, though. And I speak on behalf of me and Darian also. We don't want the teachers teaching them that. But if you send your kids to school, definitely their friends are teaching them that. So don't don't forget that either. Like the shit we talk about. I don't know about girls. I didn't hang it. No girls would hang out with me. Yeah. But but boys like we talk about crazy shit at school. Crazy shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I so mean, I, we don't need teachers talking about crazy shit. We do it ourselves. Age as well, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know if I talked about that much crazy shit when I was nine, but I mean, not. Hey, dude, in the second grade, you didn't go into the bathroom with your friends, like five or six of you, and just take turns saying bad words. Oh, <laughs> yeah, probably did that. Yeah, I definitely did that. It was crazy. That's how I, you look. You, it's like that game. You know, I would say dick, and then someone says shit. Next thing you know, someone's saying fuck, and it's just a circle. And then dudes are like saying, putting two words together, like shit, fuck, and you're like, dang. Well, better the swear circle than the other type of circle. So, right. Definitely better the swear. <laughs> I would definitely be a part of that more than more than the other circle. And I bet you it takes a lot to get a parent to pull it out of school. I was reading a book a while back about immigration and what it takes for somebody to actually leave their family and home country behind. And a lot of times it takes way more than you think. It takes like the intimate threat of death. Like, and even then it depends on how bad it is. But unless there's some sort of, unless there's no reason for you to stay, meaning the economy is just complete trash, their people are being, you know, um, brutalized or, or hurt or killed within your time. Like, it takes a lot for somebody to uproot and leave. And I bet you with the kids in the school, it would it would take a lot. Think about what's happened in our schools. And even 
a lot of that stuff doesn't warrant somebody to take it out. They just think, oh, it's an isolated incident. It's just that one teacher. Once we remove them, it's just this or it's just that. And even if they realize it's the whole entire school board that's holding up that that agenda, that narrative, and then and then propagating it through the classrooms, I I just think people are too too like niched into that. They 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 don't think there's another option. Really, there isn't. So I don't think they would leave. And a, a couple times there has been imminent death, the threat. That's right. That's and right. Still, they still will allow their their child to go to school. I mean, after that last one, I would have been like, yeah. Never when that guy came down from wherever down to San Antonio, San Antonio. And- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No way, yeah. I'm never putting my kid in school again. Hey, so listen, yeah. I just typed in high school fentanyl death. Oh, that Jesus, and, and it, January 11, 2023. Um, uh, and I hey, just so you know, like, I'm not, I don't have fear of this stuff, by the way. Like, if my kids went to school, like, I'm like, I you're not afraid of fentanyl. No, no, no uh, well, I'm afraid. I'm not afraid of school. Sho- I'm not afraid of school shooting. Shooting well, at statistically, all. Zero. Yeah, statistically, zero. It's not as big of a deal. But the fentanyl thing. I mean, it, put it this way: how many, how many uh, people do you know personally that have died of fentanyl? That's either close or one person away, right? Five. And, exactly. So if you ask that same question, I don't know anyone people, who died from a school shooter. No right. one. Right. So statistically speaking, you're going to have way more um, issue with the fentanyl than you would the school shootings yeah i mean fitting all they're just putting it in anything and everything they can touch nowadays dude it's crazy yeah. and people that aren't even aware of it like there was a story that i heard i work with some firefighters out here in hayward relatively close like san francisco and oakland and they were talking about how they rolled up on a buffalo wild wings this was months back and it was just a couple of uh, three guys out there to watch the game one of them picked up a little bag he thought they bought a little coke they're just going to go out and recreationally use it not the type of people that you would ever assume as a drug dealers or i mean into drugs or anything like that and freaking two out of the three of them died on the spot because there was fentanyl in it and they yeah. weren't drug users so they snorted that and freaking two of them went down right in the bathroom one guy made it out to the front of buffalo Alex. yeah these are these are crazy fucking, look at these kids these are dorks yeah but I'm and saying fucking these aren't these. I mean, these are goofballs. This no, guy, he's dude, got both not. straps of his backpack on. Yeah. Well, that's cool now, Sevon. It's not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody no, does the one strapper. Got to know, too, like fentanyl is not even like not even just something that you have to ingest. It is also a cream. Like even if you put an I mean, the cream can just be on your arm and it will dry into your bloodstream. Yeah. If kids, whatever kids touch that they don't normally touch, you know, it's it's serious deal. It's, hey, didn't a cop die like that, Darian? Like a cop pulled someone over and they touched they touched some dude's fentanyl and they died just right there on the spot. Had a reaction and died. That, but I mean, that's pot. It could it could happen, you know. And I and I will say, like, uh, in my in my high school days, um, right at the edge of high, right after the seat my senior year, we were, everybody was partying at this house, and I did. Uh, jump in and do some fitting on i'll tell you what it was the it's the worst thing you could do bro it's you didn't like it it's an anesthetic is what it is it's something that they put on you before surgery or something like that you know so that you no longer feel pain or you cannot move you know what i'm saying during the procedure and we are doing these strips where you know you put them right underneath your tongue and i'll tell you what i was stone cold for literally an hour plus i mean like i mean just not being able to move. What year was that? What year was that? Oh, it had to be 2012. 
before. Yeah, so, so you've taken a 10 year break from your fentanyl use. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about going back, but then, you know, so. I, <laughs> hey, someone in the comments wrote, um, darn it, someone in the comments wrote for Black History Month, uh, there were some black kids at a school making the white kids carry their books around, but I can't, I wanted to find the article. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, but I can't find it. That Darn it. Yeah. God, we live in a crazy world. Alex, what's up, dude? How's it going? Can you hear me? Yeah. So good, dude. Okay. So, so you good. Hear me the whole time I was like screaming and shit. I heard you say, ow. I thought maybe like you stepped on a mousetrap. Now my fucking cats and dogs are jumping all over me. Uh, Alex, uh, Darian, Darian, Alex. How's it going, Darian? Bruce Leroy, what's up, my man? How you doing? Chilling, chilling. Oh, yeah. Hey, dude, your your interview with uh, Hawani was off the hook. Oh, thank you. Did you like it? Uh, I didn't get to see it. Hey, uh, what wh- you know? The first few minutes, I was just thought it was going to be another one of his regular interviews. I don't, I don't watch a lot of his interviews. Just the guys who are going to come on the show. Um. But man, you he you after a few minutes, you just took it out to the deep end. I was like, this is some fucking amazing shit. It was well, so can't good. Have to- a regular interview with me, and so I'm not gonna <laughs> let it happen. I mean, we're not gonna just talk about fights and and just basic human minded things, blood and beer. You know, we're gonna get a little deeper than that. You know, I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a big thing with a, this society too. We 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 touch so much on the surface and we never really try to dig deeper into that. We just see what's going on on the outside and say, that's what it is. That's the enemy. Let's attack that. And let's do it so fervorlessly that we forget about everything else. Right. And there's layers to it. It's not black or white. I mean, there's a bunch of gray areas in between and we have to really dig into those things to understand what is really going on in any situation or circumstance. You, you opened well, I mean, it opened with a little bit of dance between you and Ariel, but then when you, you started off this sort of this, uh, this talk by basically saying, and I'm paraphrasing, but I, I read a lot of stuff like this and I'm a, I, I love metaphors and, and, uh, similes and, uh, and analogies, but you basically said that your life was like a rock that was being dropped just unobstructed heading towards your fate. Like that's how clearly, I don't know if you see your life, but that's how you perceive your basic life that basically like, Hey, there's a beginning and an end. And my life is in it. It's just a rock dropping. So anything that other people might see as obstacles, Hey dude, it's just fate. My fate. It actually is a smooth path. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, to touch base on that thing, like, yeah, like that's how I feel it, it is. Even from a small child is like, I was headed towards a direction and I knew it. Um, even though my ego my body and what encompasses this earth at the moment didn't really know it, but the person, the true self inside of me, deep within me knew that. And it just continuously went in that path in the direction where most people, their, their minds will play these gymnastics on them. And rather than being like a rock in a pond falling down to the bottom of the pond is their destination. They float to the bottom and it takes them forever because they're acting like a leaf, you know, catching every single current. It's like, maybe I should do this or maybe I should do this and maybe I should do this. And they just wisp away constantly missing the point. It's like a finger, like Bruce Lee said it perfectly. It's like a finger pointing at the moon. Don't focus on the finger because you're going to miss out on all the heavenly glory. You know, if you're going towards space then go towards space, don't stop anywhere else. Don't focus on what you're doing because you're not really doing anything. You're just taking a part of something that's already happening. Um, way to look at it. I like that. I like that way to look at it. I never thought about, you know, that objective, but the, the strong. <laughs> Alex, um, 
and and you use if, if, um, my words, not yours. You use fear as kind of your true north, and it's interesting. I heard you say that in that video, and then right after YouTube suggested to me uh, a Denzel Washington clip that was ten minutes long, where he says, "Do something you, you're afraid of every single day." And I, I want to show you really quick before I let you go and and, and tear into that thought. I want to show you this guy we had on our podcast. He's only one of five guys who has this job in the world, and um. His name is uh, Alex Landot, and this is and this is what he. I don't know if you can see it, but he's an urban climber. There's only five in the world. He basically climbs skyscrapers. Uh, oh wow! Sometimes barefoot. Yeah, and, I see uh, those guys. And yeah. he said, when I asked him, I said, uh, "Why do you do that?" And he said, "Because I'm afraid to die. And the only place that I stop thinking about my own death is when I'm climbing that building." I'm like, oh, shit. So he has to do that to himself to get so focused that he's not focused on his own death anymore. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, Alex got a little bit of that shit going on. Like he he fights to like to 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 face some sort of fear. Well, I mean, um, yeah, we we, like that. And that's the biggest misconception people have is like when you face your fears, you never get rid of them. Ever. You're just looking it at the face, you know, and then and then we just call it fear because we don't we can't put a name on it. Well, it's like he said, well, I'm afraid to die. We're looking death in the face. You know, when you're looking death in the face, like and you look long enough, you see yourself there. Then you you stop being scared because now you're in the moment. Now you know who you're playing against and you know who you're playing against. And that adversary being death is at the end of the line. So you have all this time. You're going to get there anyway. But what can you do before that? Well, I'm going to fucking live. Well, I'm going to enjoy myself. You know, I'm going to be the best version of myself that I possibly can be um, uh, because we're not, we're not going to escape it. That's the joy. That's the beauty thing, beautiful thing about life that we're all completely in it. And the fears will always be there. Facing them doesn't take them away. They're always going to be there. And I don't use it as fuel. I don't use it as a motivation. No, it scares the shit out of me. Fear is fear. No doubt about it. But what I have to do is just face it. Just, just be there in front of it and understand that I am my body. My ego is feeling fear. But my true self does not feel fear. I'm observing it from the outside of my body, almost in a third person perspective, especially when I'm in fights. I'm like looking at myself from behind or from the side or top down view in a sense. And I know that's who I am. And my body may be scared and everything like that. But once they lock that cage, once I hear that clink of the lock go down into the cage is like I get kicked out. Like you ever seen, um, what is it, Mr. Dr. Strange? Yeah. You know, when that lady like pushes him out of his body, that's what it feels like. The minute I hear that clink, it's like, boom. And I'm like, okay, I'm no longer scared because whatever happens to this body is not happening to me. And no matter what happens, I am still going to be here. Whether I die, whether I live, whether I don't make it, whether I do make it, I will still remain here. And it reminds me of an idiom, if you would allow me to say it. It was from a book called um, Dune. And every time there was something fearful going on, he would repeat this to himself. He's like, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings upon us total obliteration. I must face my fears. I will turn an inner eye and see the path that fear has taken within me. And where fear has gone, nothing will be there. Only I will remain. And this is very true. You know, fear is simply a thought. And when you take it all away, fear, joy, exuberance, excitement, anxiety, only you are there still standing with nothing. You are that nothing, which is everything. You are complete potential. 
uh, I'm not going to lie to you. The, the, the only time that I've really um, experienced that, there's two, two times. One was sober and one was I was on acid and uh, <laughs> I, was, I was at the beach and um, my friend and I were hanging out and me and him were on acid and the other guy wasn't on acid. And I go, hey, dude, um, I turn to my friend who's on acid. I go, why is he tripping out? When we're the ones on acid, why is he fucking freaking out? And then he goes, dude, because he can't hear us talking. And when my friend said that, me and my buddy who were on acid were like 60 feet above the ground and looking at the two of our bodies and and the dude who was freaking out who wasn't on acid. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, we're not here. Whatever's going on between me and this dude who's on acid, the other dude has no fucking clue because I thought we were talking, but we weren't talking. Yeah, and that happens a lot. Yeah, it was it was some crazy, and so and the, and so I'm guessing it's something. Uh, um, I'm, I'm guessing it, that that's you. You put your what? Do you remember the first time you experienced that? The sort of uh, that you are not um, Alex Caceres. Yeah, um, uh, I can't. It, it happened when I was very very young. It Trauma shit, like really traumatic shit. Yeah, like 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 my first time getting into fights. Every time I got into a fight, that's how it was. It's like I, I was watching a character act out his role. And that's who we are. We're simply characters of the of, of as characteristic aspects of the supreme personality, which is the true self. And we are just simply at and and when, and if we understand that or if we realize that, we can take ourselves out of the physical body and observe this character play this play perfectly his role perfectly and we allow it to happen when we try to control our roles is only when we meet adversity in such a way that it, it, it stunts our growth you know so we have to kind of allow ourselves to go through these trials and tribulations and accept them gracefully whether they're whether they make us sad and these emotions they're going to pass they, all of it shall pass so we have to accept it for what it is, because it, that's what paints the beautiful picture of the world. It's a harmony of so many different, a symphony, should I say, of so many different emotions and so many different um, experiences that in order to get the full picture, we have to experience uh, misery in order to experience true joy. We have to experience hate in order to experience true love. And we also have to feel these things ourselves for other people in order to have it reciprocated back to us. So, um, it is, it, it is a beautiful play. It's like a dance of lights going on all the time, and we just have to embrace it. Like, people have their favorite colors, but that doesn't mean that you dislike all the other colors because one is your favorite. Because without all the other colors, you wouldn't have the differentiation of what your color was. Right. It would all be the same. So that's why, like, it, it, something similar, I know it's kind of off topic, but that's why, like, I never hate my opponents. I never hate my opponents. I never talk shit about them. I can't get angry at them. Why? They allow me to express myself in a way that in a normal day-to-day -day society, it would be looked at as carnalistic, vulgar, and, and evil almost. Yeah, this guy has given sure. me acceptance to show me who I am through pain, through suffering, strife, tears, blood, joy, the agony of defeat, and the thrill of victory. All of that combined once together, this person is a brother to me. This person is a person that allows me to bleed with him. And this person is also a person that's not afraid to push me to my fucking limit. And mm. that's a person that you can appreciate. And there's a quote that, that explains that. Not everybody you fight with is your enemy and not everybody that helps you is your friend. Yeah. That's a good one. That's, that's, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a um, I don't look at it as that same perspective, but I'm in that same way where I never am upset at an opponent or angry at an opponent. I feel like, you know, those guys who, 
sit there and get all tough. And uh, that's, that's what they just wear their fear right there in front of them. You know what I mean? Like they just put their fear on though. So their, their, their mind and their body's telling them, Oh, we have to react like we're angry or that we're tough so that they don't know that I'm scared. And that's them just afraid to feel their fear. But it's even, yeah, it's even deeper. They, they're, they're like they're telling themselves not to be scared. Yeah. You know, so they put on that persona. Like, they don't even believe that they're scared. But that's where you fuck up. Yeah. That's where you fuck up because these are natural emotions. That's like saying, like, that's like saying, like, like you think when I fight, I don't get angry. I don't get frustrated a little bit. I don't get scared. Of course, I get all these emotions. Yeah. What I am doing, though, I'm not letting them control me. So, yeah, when I hit you, I'm hitting you with a bit of anger and a bit of, like, mm, you know, like, I got to that. It's, it's an expression of energy. Yeah. It's not personal, though. Same thing. If I'm scared, I am scared. And I will tell you I'm scared. And I feel like when you face your fear with honesty and people know that, what else can they do to you? Yeah. What else can they do to you even if you tell them you're scared, but you still step there in front of them ready and just with a smile on your face? Because what the opponents refuse to understand is that I'm not scared of you. Scared of the I'm scared of death. Yeah. And then when death smiles at me, I can just only smile back. And then I embrace him completely and I step into that darkness with the light of God in me. Mm. I mean, uh, what, what about people who experience this uh, through like crazy trauma? By trauma, I mean like you got Kayla Harrison, right? She wrote that. You know who that is? The female fighter? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so uh, she was on the show. She wrote a book about how she was molested by her judo coach from the age of eight to like 16. Wow. Right? Yeah. And so she would talk about going to this place. You know, when those things were happening and I don't know what that place is, but those events were so traumatic that she didn't have this this out of body experience so much as she would just go to like a field of flowers. Right. And Sarva, well, like in in yoga, they explain it as being something like Loka. Sarva Loka is like where the the beautiful place of paradise where you can take your mind to, especially in places of hardships. And it's like God does that for you. So you don't. um hate the world in that sense so that you keep living so you keep trying to strive for survival or thrival of your, yeah of it your sounds mission. like it's a crazy survival mechanism yeah i've been there before um because i've also which is like a lot of people don't know this um and i've only not too long ago like it, like just a few years like came out and is speaking with this but when i was like like four years old i was a lot a lot of traumatic things happened to me um when i was under four years old, I had to sit there in front of my drive, my, 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 my driving, whatever, garage or driving lot, whatever, to the house and watch my mom get beat up by two guys and robbed at gunpoint. Oh, shit. For her car at and everything. four? At less than four. And I was helpless. And I was looking at this. And I was crying the whole time. I couldn't do anything. It was one of the major reasons why I wanted to be tougher and wanted to be strong and be a fighter because I, I couldn't allow people that I loved to go through such a thing like that. Hey, what happened? Sorry to fall into the weeds, but did they know her? No. Just randos, just random dudes, just thugs. Well, like just they, they, they might have known my father because um, at the time my father was a drug dealer and okay. he was in jail at the time because he got caught and all his enemies started to come and rob us. So it right. must have been them. And the, and then a few, like I would say, and he was in jail for so a few months later. Um, I remember like people were coming into my house for like two days in a row while I, while we were sleeping and they were taking stuff, you know, and I could hear them and everything. And my mom was like into, do you have siblings, head. Alex? Did you have siblings? Yeah. I had a brother. I have a brother and a sister. My brother and me and my brother slept in the same room. Is he, and are they older or younger? My brother's older and my sister's younger. 
Okay. And then one of those nights, the guy came and like, he came into the room actually. And I would remember him being a big figure, you know, I was very small at the time. And he was, he was taking my, like my, one of my game stations. I forgot it was Nintendo or something like that. And I'm like, Hey, that's mine. I woke up in the middle. I'm like, Hey, that's mine. And then he grabbed me and took me into the closet and like molested me, like forced me to touch him and touch me in, in different places and shit. And um, I shut myself off when that happened. I shut myself off. I was completely not there um, almost to a point where I, it's hard for me to remember it uh, other than just like a shadow or just like right. sometimes I'll have dreams about it where it's just a feeling of being groped in that sense, you know, and being um, controlled where I can't, even though I'm, right now I'm like, I'm strong man and I find a UFC, but when I have these dreams, I can't do shit about it. I'm, I'm completely helpless. You still have those dreams. Sometimes. Yeah. Man. It's almost like a feeling of claustrophobia. Did you ever tell anyone that story? Yes. After it happens? Yeah. Not not immediately after it happened. Like the, the first time I told that story, I was like, and this is this like that's what I'm saying, like how something bad like that can haunt you. Um, I was like 25. Hey, um, are, are does part of you not want to share the story because you think you derive power from it? No, no, not at all. Okay. I, I don't okay. nothing, nothing, nothing like that. To me, it was just I don't I don't derive power from any of the experiences that happened to me. I know that the power is always there and it's always on that. I can just choose to be it or not be it. Like today, um, I didn't need any coffee or any traumatic experience to get me moving. You know, it was just a thought process. Like I make the right choices every day and then I'm going to keep doing it. It's more than a motivation. It's a discipline. When I, even though when I don't want to do it, I have to get up and fucking do it. And that, and then I realized, oh, I I did want to do this, (laughs) but it's, 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 it's crazy. It's crazy. And that ended up getting me into a lot more fights, I would have to say, when I went to school, because now I was fighting off a stigma of being, um, uh, how would you say, not so solidly founded in my sexuality at the time. You know, like, and I would take offense to homophobic slurs even more because something did actually happen to me. Right. You know? And not only that, um, I was also confused about women because when I was younger, um, one of our babysitters, which was our next door neighbor, used to molest us as well. Me and my brother, like tongue kissing down the throat and shit like that, like some weird fucking shit. And I was like five or six. Like I, like, I did not understand what was going on. No. How the fuck could you? How old were you? Was that a boy or a girl, that, that babysitter? It was a girl. It was a girl. So like my, 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 I was confused for my sexuality for a very long time, even throughout middle school, I was like asexual. Like I wasn't attracted to anything. I was afraid of males and females. I was just like, fuck, leave me alone. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that, and, and that, that's a shitload of energy to not have a place to put. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, yeah, I developed a lot of like what I call crazy anxiety, like just a lot of fucking energy. Just, I needed to pour it somewhere. So I poured into books. I poured into, um, man, I would be, I would sit outside and I would just literally pick up like sand or dirt and just look at all the tiny grains that made up black dirt. And it was all different colors like that. I would lose my mind in that. Like I needed something like I would grind my teeth. That's how frustrated I was uh, when I was growing up and I would grind my teeth in the night without knowing it. Like it was just, my dad would have to wake me up. Hey, 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 stop doing that. You know, like it was fucking crazy. And a lot, just a lot of shit that was going on that I would realize now, like my father, like, like he was a drug dealer, man. He was a fucking gangster, man. Like he had cocaine all over the counter. I thought it was talcum powder. I was a kid. I didn't know. What the fuck <laughs> that 
Uh, he used to take me to like, he used to take me on fucking shakedowns that he used to go like shake down people for money with like guns yeah. in their hands, like putting shotguns in people's faces. Like and like and to me, like the way he was talking, he was like, Hey, we're gonna play a little joke on my friend here. And it looked like they were just having fun, but I'm realizing like, holy fuck, I was in some shit. You know, like I was in some shit. And hey, we were just talking about taking your kids to work. <laughs> yeah, it was. That is a yeah, that's a that's a traumatic uh past that you got there. I never experienced anything close to close to that um it was more of trauma going on around me rather than to me you know what i mean um uh, where i grew up i grew up in memphis tennessee and you know it was memphis is just a bad place to be um and kind of like you said yeah like when i was a younger age too you know there were some guys you know they were they were actually friends of my mom but they were you know being quite aggressive at the time and when you're a child you don't understand play from seriousness you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And then, you know, they were just, um, you know, I would say they were taking it too far, but, you know, it's from a kid's perspective, from my point of view right now. And that's what made me also be the same thing, you know, like, yo, know, I'm making sure, you know, nothing, you want to be that person and nothing ever happens like that in your life again. Yeah, that point where you can't do anything is like the most useless thing ever, you know what I'm saying? That's why I teach kids nowadays, like kids boxing, because I'm like, if anything happens to you, if anything happens to your family, whatever, I want you to be able to boom, boom, you know, get in the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, like don't get dragged into the night silently. Go Very out kicking and screaming. Scratch tooth and nail. Yeah. You know, like it's it's real. That's I teach kids class too, and it's my favorite thing to do. And eventually when I do start making the income that I need for the gym from all the other clients, I'm going to have kids class for free. Like I don't think I should charge children because that's one of the biggest things that I wanted to do when I was a kid but never had the money to, Great. never had the experience or understanding on how to start it. I, I was watching Bruce Lee um, since I was like six years old. And like, and that was after like all these things happened. And I'm like, bro, I got to be strong. And I was growing up in an all black neighborhood pretty much. Um, I was, I grew up uh, from like six to, no, I would grow from like, from when I was born all the way to like nine years old, eight or nine mm-hmm. in West Little River around like, uh, well, I guess where you would say like Overtown is or Liberty what? City. What city? What's the big city by there? Overtown or Liberty City. What state? Uh, Miami. Oh, okay. South Miami. Yeah, and then so like like having a light skinned brother was very difficult growing up there too because I was fighting every day just for that motherfucker. Not and and not including the fights that I got into just for my shit. You know, like like you and, weren't dark enough. You need yeah. to be. You need to be roughed up for that. And so like yeah, people don't understand that kind of shit. And I'm because that's 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 a fucking thing. That's why I hate. And and please hear me out on this. This is why I hate Black History Month. This oh, is me why too. I me hate. Too. This too. is why I hate um um a lot of African Americans that claim that they want to be together, but all of all they fucking do is pull you back down to the barrel like fish, like like crab in a bucket. They don't they don't they, they don't care about you doing good. They don't uh, they don't care about you doing bad or good. They don't want to see you do better than them. They get they take it as a personal attack. And if we're ever going to change, because yes, I am an Afro Caribbean. Yeah. But I identify. You look like an Afro Caribbean too. Yeah, but I identify uh, very much so as an African American because that's how I am looked at, treated, and ostracized in this country. Yeah, there is no there is no separation in other people's minds that are bigoted and racist. So, to me, I would like to see, especially Afro Caribbeans, Afro Afro Americans, or any minority group, really. Hey, let's look at the real fucking problem. Because honestly, everybody wants to say that and claim. And I can say, I can see where you can say that back in the day and everything. Yes, shit happened and, and, and it's got to change. Still, shit's got to change. But we're no longer victims of circumstance. Now we're being victims of our own bullshit. 
Yeah. We're buying into the bullshit that they're feeding us, and then we're blaming them because we bought it. Well, yeah. you made it so easy to buy. Well, don't fucking buy it this time. You know what I'm saying? Like, do it for yourself. A lot of people refuse to do the work for themselves. And I have a lot of people that need to go to the gym. I'm like, and they want to be fighters and shit, but they don't want to show up. They don't well, want to show up. I have the same exact problem. You don't want to put the effort in, but you want to you want to have something that you never had before, but you don't want to do something that you've never done before. That doesn't and even- then. And when you don't get the results, you bitch and complain because you put in half the work than everybody else did. Yeah. Well, you got to, the people got to see that. And same thing with fucking black people. And that's why I fucking hate Black History Month. We didn't make Black History Month. We didn't make it as black people. I'm sorry. We didn't fucking make it. We didn't give ourselves the shortest fucking month of the, uh, of the year, one. And, and secondly, why am I celebrating a history of a people that is not history yet? We're yeah. still here. And then not only that, wow. every everything... Everything that the activists, the black activists were fighting for, and I'm sorry, excuse my language for today, but niggas ain't doing shit that the activists has fight for. And if Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, or Huey came back and saw niggas acting the way they was acting today, they would be fucking ashamed. So Huey would be ashamed, that's for sure. Especially, especially, correctly. especially with the rate of freedom that we have compared to the day that they had. We are, and information. Yeah. It's on your fucking hand. Literally. Yeah. The entire world's information. The truth is there. There's a bunch of lies, but you have a cognitive mind to sift through the bullshit and understand what is truly true for you and yeah. everybody in your community. And we want to say stuff like, oh, it takes a tribe to raise a family. But shit, I bet you most motherfuckers in black neighborhoods don't know their fucking neighbor because they're paranoid as shit. I'm alive. Or they're fighting with them. Exactly. But it takes a tribe, right? And it's like, oh, we got to stick together. It is great. Oh, black lives matter. Black lives matter only when some shit happens, but then again, it don't matter when you do it to each other. Yeah, only when some shit happens, only when a white person's <laughs> or when a white person's fucking sitting here inflicting his. Now it's like, oh, Black Lives Matter, but you don't you don't feel that same way from day to day when you're <laughs> causing fights with the dude down the street or you can't stand somebody else because they're not a real nigga to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and just or, or or like me, like the way that I speak, it's like it's like, oh, you sound like a white guy when you speak. It's like, no, I just choose to speak educated. So you're gonna tell me Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, and all these other people spoke like white people? No, they spoke educatedly because they didn't want to um, associate speaking un- unintelligently with being black. That's what happens when you say, oh, he speaks like a white guy. So you're associating only intelligent people can speak like white people, and vice versa. So that's where, like, it makes me mad with all this Black History Month bullshit and this whole thing that everybody thinks that, oh, we're, we want to say we're doing it together, but we're really not. And if we were, then we would support each other's businesses. But you'll see black people try and swindle down the prices of their friend's business, but will go to Gucci and pay full fucking price for full it. price. I have that same problem, bro. And and I own a business. I own a barbershop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, and I can't tell you how many, how many. Let me get the homeboy price. Literally, how many yeah. other come in and they'll pay me twice the price of haircut? But a freaking black dude comes in, like, bro, you know, can I get a deal for me and my son? You know, maybe making like ten dollars. Like, what? Like, yeah, let me hook a job and so you work for work for seven dollars and fifty cents instead of fifteen dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? It's crazy. Hey, let let's say let's say here's the thing. Here's a piece to add to this too, uh, Alex. Let's say everything is true. All the activists are saying. Let's say it's all fucking true. Let's say fucking half the America wakes up. Every, every white guy in America wakes up every morning. They're like, okay, today I'm going to kill a black guy. Let's say that's true. Let I, Although I don't think one person does that, not yeah. even the most evil. But let's say everyone does. The exit is still the same. 
The yeah. exit is still, and the exit is each person is going to have to pull themselves up from their bootstraps and do the work. Yeah. No one, no amount of activism, no amount of taking money from Warren Buffett or Elon Musk or rich people is ever going to make us better. We're going to be and the same where, pieces of shit until we do it individually ourselves. And, and I don't know why I'm preaching to you two guys. You guys fucking get in the ring and fight people. But yeah, the the story doesn't matter because the exit is still the same. Yeah, and really. And, and, that, and that's kind of back to your rock thing again. Don't be distracted by like some guy over there hating you because you're black or some girl not liking you because you got a big nose or like someone saying like, Hey, that the you still have don't be distracted by that. Still get to your destination. And that's, that 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 exactly. And I think I said this on the last one interview. Is like the person that wastes the most time climbing the mountain is the person running around the mountain saying you're climbing up the wrong path. Yeah, right. You know the view is still the same from the top. So and and I totally agree. Like it like the activism is only to bring awareness to a situation, but it doesn't do anything for the situation. No, you know. Matter of fact, in this case, I think it's made it worse. I well, think the last two years of activism has just has just made it worse. Well, like to, to to be quite honest, I feel like the last few years of all this activism has been implemented by the powers that be. I think right, these, right, these are planned, right. I think these are planned activism events. Yeah, I think they, they're trying to create diversity. They're trying to create separation between people. They, that's what they're trying to do. You know, like I don't uh, like this whole like because they they found like people like Antifa, for instance fighting for Black Lives Matter, but they're white people going to black neighborhoods, breaking shit up and, every, and all this shit and making it look like black people don't know how to riot or don't know how to protest. Period. You know? And that's like, holy fuck. So like, I, I feel like there's there, there, there's a bigger power at play to, ca- to, to constantly create a separation amongst people so that it's easier to control us as individuals versus controlling us as a community. If we all got together and we all started growing our own food, because it only takes two houses in a 14 block radius to grow food for everybody. So imagine if more people did that, you know what I'm saying? You eliminate grocery stores. If everybody had their own chickens and coops, you eliminate the, the egg um, companies I got and, you. and chicken companies. And these are Tyson chickens, a big motherfucking company. You got you know? chickens, Darian? Yeah, boy, I got like eight chickens, two ducks. Uh, I got a full garden in the summertime. Uh, in the winter, it's not too too good right now, but I got a fat garden, but I need I need chickens. My wife wasn't letting me have chickens, but now I think she's going to. Now that I, I told her that the Chinese are putting the vaccine in the chicken eggs. I don't know if it's true, but I just told her that, and she's like, "Oh, <laughs> we get some chickens." <laughs> get get the chickens. It's it's it, it's uh, and I even love them just to have you know uh farm animals like that around. Just be, and just, they, they chickens they eliminate about like forty percent of your food waste. Yeah, literally. Yeah, like anything anything that I don't eat, I can get to the chickens. Chickens eat anything that. I- citrus fruit and everything else chickens will devour down they just need protein and anything and all fruits and vegetables we, oh. we can eliminate like literally like i, I, think, I think more than 40 percent of the landfills in america if everybody started like having their own chickens in their backyard you have chickens alex no i don't have chickens um if i have land i would eventually have chickens i won't eat them i'm a vegan but um yeah. uh, I, I i would like have farm animals on my on my land as well because i think um like, like uh, they said it before, it's an e- it's an ecosystem. It's not an ego system. So we have to learn how to live amongst animals. I believe that God gave us dominion over animals, not to eat them and kill them. He gave us dominion over animals so that he can help us and we can help them 
tame this land as he told us to. He told us to use these animals to tame the land. So the ox and the horses were used to pull trolleys across the land to till the earth. The chickens were used to um, eliminate waste. But we were meant to work with each other in an ecosystem together and not in harmony. And if we did need to eat meat, it was out of necessity and survival and not out of pleasure, which we do it now, which is why we overdo it, which is why the number of wild animals have dropped down to 2% from 98% and the domesticated animals went up to 98% from 2% in the matter of 75 years. And it's wow. killing the planet. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Uh, I'm going to shift subjects here uh, uh, real quick. So, sorry. We, we come back to this too, by the way. In, in that Julian Rosa fight, the commentator says, could you pull up that knockout, uh, Sousa? The commentator says that you threw that punch on purpose to set up, to set up that kick. Is that true? No. Oh. <laughs> no. Uh, no, it's, sorry. It's not on his Instagram. You're going to have to type it into, uh, into uh, YouTube. So, okay. Sorry. If you just type in Alex Caceres, Matt, it's the first thing that pops up. It'll be like Julian Rose and knockout. I just want to show, guys, it is truly uh, – something uh amazing i'm glad you asked that because I, I i do want to break that down okay good let's do it good let's do it <laughs> uh, for those saying. of you who don't know alex caceres is a very special man i mean you know this already by just listening to him speak but um he has been in the ufc forever i want to say since 2011 2010 was the ultimate fighter right uh, was it or was, was it 2012 or 2010 i think it's a long time. He's got to be one in the top 10 of uh, um, long, longest fighters in the UFC. But here's what's really weird. He's now on a, a six of seven uh, fight uh, win streak, which is really weird for a guy at the end of his career uh, to be uh, well, flowering the way I'm he is. not at the end of my career. I sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> a guy that's – sorry, I apologize. For a guy that's been doing this and been in the game so long – uh, to to be uh to be, he he's like a sunflower you know it's like the last flower to bloom at summertime I mean, they grow a big thick stalk and then they have a beautiful flower okay uh here we go the, uh Julian Rosa is the uh, guy uh, with his back to us and there is Alex Caceres this is a couple months ago and uh, not only that but I didn't realize this until yesterday you have another fight lined up for March 25th nuts yep nuts okay we can't ever play more than seven seconds of this without getting in trouble so he might pause it now and again. Okay, so there's the punch. You want to walk us through it? Okay, so. You can so right use the here, keyboard, by the way, Sousa, to pull it. Um, the keyboard will always take it back 10 seconds. The L on the keyboard. Or the J. The J. All right, so right there when I threw that punch, right, I, I saw him drop his hand, and I'm trying to hit him. I was literally trying to hit him with the punch. So I threw it big um, to try and hit him with the punch. When I was overextended, I saw like, holy shit, I missed and I'm kind of in range. So like, let me throw this kick up to kind of create space, you know, and it kind of flowed into it. I didn't even think about so it. So it was a defensive kick. It was like, hey, I'm going to throw this kick to keep him away from me because I'm exposed. And then yeah. the defensive kick turned into the knockout. Well, I, I don't want to call it a defensive kick. I don't want to call it because like I wasn't thinking those thoughts at the moment. It was right. honestly like. Like it was like shadow boxing. Like it, it, I can't fucking tell you that like I was thinking of this or that. I threw the punch. I realized I missed. So when I missed, I'm like, well, let me throw the kick since he's a little bit out of range. Let me see if I can touch him with this. And it was, just, it, I, but I wasn't even thinking that at the moment either. I just, I noticed it and I just kept going. It was a flowing state. It wasn't something I was thinking about or trying to do. It was just like the best way I can explain it. It was like shadow boxing. Yeah. 
hey, is that is that a hard kick? Like, is is that like only thirty percent of your power, but it's just a perfectly placed kick? Or oh, is that is not all of his power. He, no, no, um, I put a. It, it was a. It was a snap in that kick. Yeah, it was a pretty good snap in that kick. It was. I, I would say like if, um, no, I put. I landed hard. I would say it. I, it was. It's, it's close to being hard. Like like if you slow it down and you look at the kick, when it like before it lands, as it lands, I completely like my leg is still bent. I completely extend my leg on his face. Oh, look at that, Sousa. That's sophisticated shit. You use the slow-mo on YouTube? See right there? Bam. See, yeah. my leg extends right on his neck, like right under his chin. Okay. And like, that's when it really lands. So I felt it like usually like I'll get like in sparring and in other fights when I knock people down, it felt like I never touched them. Like it felt like super light. Like I didn't really hit them that hard. But this one, I felt me connect. I felt me dig in. I felt my shin go right into his, into his, like right under his chin right there. And like I'm like, oh fuck, that hurt. Like I like I know that hurt <laughs> oh, yeah. because I felt the, the the immediate bruise on my foot and everything. So I landed pretty stiff. And I think it seemed soft, but since I was overcommitted onto one end, I carried all my weight to that side. Yeah. Hey, how stoked are you that it's over in a minute, like in in three minutes in the first round? Is that like, oh good, I get to go home and and hang out now? I honestly couldn't believe it. Um, I honestly like. I didn't think it was over. I was still trying to come to terms with it. I was like, holy shit. Um, um, okay. He's down. He's down. I'm like, are they going to stand him up? Are we going to fight again? Like, I'm like, <laughs> I was still like, like in it, you know, like, but, uh, your, your body's still in fight mode. Yeah. It doesn't and just turn off just cause the guy's down. At, the craziest thing is that like, yeah, since it happened that fast, usually even in fights, that I don't get damaged and I'm walking out sore as hell from the yeah. adrenaline dump and everything. Like I, I like, oh, I was ready to go again. Like I was kind of like saddened afterwards i'm like holy fuck i didn't i didn't fight you know like i wanted to fight <laughs> but um other than that I w- I w- it was enjoyable because I-, I was glad that i was uninjured I-, I made a lot of money and i was able to fight again eventually and, and keep doing what i love and but I-, I felt like it was a it was definitely a big turning point because i thought i would be more excited i thought i would be more celebratory after such a win like that but it wasn't. I, I didn't feel good because I knocked the guy out. I didn't feel good because I won. I just felt good because I was able to do it and I was there. And that, I don't know, it, it, it was such a, a loose feeling. I can't even tell you like whether I was happy because I won or I wasn't necessarily, I was just being at the moment. It was just, it was a beautiful thing. It's like a peacefulness. It's like you're not trying to just go for pleasure and you're not basking in some type of negative emotion either. You're just being, and it was just, the moment was perfect there. It felt like, like, and as the way the UFC does it, you're in the middle of the cage, you're in the spotlight, the people are interviewing, all the lights are on you. It just felt like you, I was supposed to be there. Like it wasn't something that happened as a fluke or it was a mistake or like, Oh wow, I can't believe it happened. It was just, it already happened. And I just took place. Yeah. Can you bring up his, uh, his sure dog, his, his, uh, uh, Mr. Souza, can you bring up his, his, his whole career. So it looks like basically since the day you stepped into the ring, you have two fights every year. And the, and the, the years that you have one fight are followed by years that you have three fights. So you're just on this pretty steady, right? Pace, uh, two fights, two fights, one fight, three fight, two fights, two fights. Is that, um, is, is that just on accident? Is that just, there's someone at the UFC who's like, Hey, that's, we need to just give this guy two fights every year. How, do you, how does that work? Man, I don't know, man. Honestly, I would prefer to fight more. Like I'm, I, okay. I'm always, I'm always calling and asking for fights. I'm always like, hey, 
Oh, give me another fight. Hey, give me another fight. Hey, give me another fight. And they're like, oh, well, we can't match you up. And now that's becoming harder since I'm in the top 15. They can't just match me up against anybody. So they have to like, so yeah, it's a big, and, and, and 145 is the biggest division in the UFC. So it just takes a while for me to get fights. And, and uh, it's, make it smaller. Scroll down. Um, I wanted to look at his, uh, just look at this. And, and so even the, even the fight you, that fight you lost uh, against uh, Sudik, uh, that's, that went all that went all three rounds yeah like that's 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 poor judgment i i honestly believe and i think that's just the way that the media wants to market certain people because there was even a picture in in that fight in the ufc that they took and it shows sadiq like trying to lift me up and slam me but the angle that they took it at it looks like he dumped me on my head but he never got my feet off the ground right like Mm -hmm. i still had one foot on the ground solid and he and i remember that he picked me up and i landed right back on my feet and then, yeah. but the picture they took, they took it from above and it made it look like he's dumping me on my head. And then he won literally from foot stumps. He landed like maybe like a good, like maybe 10 leg kicks that were solid. They took me off of balance, but they never knocked me down. I landed more body shots, more head strikes. I had more takedown attempts, successful ones too. And then he just stomped me on my foot when he had me up against the cage like 20 times. And that added up to like 40 leg kicks because they consider those leg kicks. Oh, shit. Oh, just shit. so like I don't know where the fuck they, they they got him winning. I broke his fucking orbital and everything. Like the guy didn't want to fight me, and you see you see how he fights everybody else. He walks him down, beats the shit yes. out of him. Yes. But with me, he was backpedaling the whole fucking time. I touched. You him broke up. his orbital. Yeah. Oh, that sucks for him. Wow. He's a savage. But <laughs> like, but, but it's but it's just like I don't. But yeah. So I like whatever they can say that on my record, but I know that I'm winning. I know I have not been beaten. Like I have not backed down. You know, and they're, they're not going to do it to me anytime soon. They're not going to do it to me now. I feel that I am here now for real. Like there is no, it, it's a, it's not even a confidence. It's just a certainty. It's not a, it's not a belief. It's a knowing. It's just that I know that what I have and that I am good, that I have a pace that people can't match, that I'm too, that I move too quickly, that I'll make people look silly. If you try to hit me with a combination of punches, I will, I will matrix your ass. And I don't mean it in any bad way, but I'm just, no. I just know how fucking good I am. And, I'm, and right. I want to express it. And I want to express it. There's no shortness of that. No. I'm going to do a little side question. Um, as a vegetarian, man, what do you eat for protein? Uh, everything, man. Everything, dude. And um, I everything has protein. Um, Every single thing has protein. And that's a beautiful thing. I love that question because I love breaking this thing down for a lot of people. So... Yeah. We think that protein comes from animals, but the animals, they, the, the biggest and the strongest animals eat plants to get their protein. Yeah. If we get it from animals, we're getting like a, a, a second great protein, a protein that's already been used, you know? Yeah. And then the thing, it, it, and when we get too much bioavailable nutrients, when it's too bioavailable, we don't use our body's mechanisms to synthesize those nutrients ourselves. So for instance, when, when it comes to protein, our body is able to break down chains of amino acids into their single um, strands of amino acids and recombine them into the chains that we need for certain functions in our body. But if we just get protein from animals, which is already um, combined together and it's already bioavailable, we just absorb them. So it's like we're working with a crutch, you know, especially when we overdo it, like we do it three meals a day. We eat meat three meals a day or animal products three meals a day. And every day of our lives. So now our body loses the ability to synthesize our own natural proteins. So if I would get like certain amino acids from fruits and certain from vegetables and certain from grains, my body would recombine them into the 
actual amino acid chains that I need for whatever function that I need at the moment. But if I don't, then I'm only getting a certain kind of protein for a certain kind of function and it's already bioavailable. So I just absorb it. So my body loses that um, ability. Same thing when it comes to cholesterol. Don't you know your liver produces its own cholesterol? And the cholesterol that your liver produces smooths out your artery line. So it makes the blood flow and circulation of oxygen easier throughout the body. But when you take cholesterol from another animal and only from another animal, does that cholesterol stick to your body? And then you know what else happens? Your body stops producing cholesterol in its liver because it's getting it from an outside source. So now your body's on a crutch. It's like, I don't need to make it no more because I have something else making it for me. Right? It's the same thing versus the best analogy I like to use is working out on machines versus free weights. Yeah. You don't build stabilizer muscles. On machines. You know? So, 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 uh, another question. So what do you, what do you walk around at fighting at 145? I walk around close. Um, the heaviest I'll get, and that's like on, on good days, on good heavy days, it'll be 160. Okay. So, oh, normally, so you never get giant. No, normally, um, like when it's fight day, like I'm already like 156, 155. And then I'm just cutting like literally five pounds. Is, I don't do nothing, man. Yeah, what, I eat uh, all day. Oh yeah. What? Um. Well, how long you've been? How long? Um, and I said vegetarian, but you said vegan. How long have you been a vegan? Like you've been a vegan the whole your whole career, or you started pretty much, pretty much. Um, since I was since I moved to 135, I've been mm-hmm. vegan, and that was uh for about like almost 10 to 11 years now. Yeah, uh, Jeremy Garcia says that's why I do meatless Mondays. It's yeah, good. Probably, and, yeah. and and if we're going to eat like, and if people say, oh, we're going to eat like our ancestors, then I'm all for it. Don't get me like, if, 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 if I knew where everything came from, I probably won't be vegan. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But the thing is like, we don't live like hunters as people want to claim that they live like hunters. We don't go kill stuff. Yeah. We don't sure. go kill stuff. And then, and then only that you got to think about it. Even the best hunter back in the day, one needed a group of motherfuckers to hunt the animal. Yeah. And two, Two, they had a whole tribe to feed with that one animal. You had to track it for about like a week or so or more, depending on what animal you're tracking. Yeah. Right. And then when you do kill it and bring it back, you got to divide the meat up amongst the whole tribe. So the portions that you're eating are significantly smaller and the uh, frequency that you're eating it is for significantly less. So if you want to look like a hunter, then you're only taking what you need. The people that we eat like nowadays, the way they eat like is like scavengers because we're eating things that are already dead. Yeah. And then we're eating in crazy amounts because we don't know when the next dead thing we're going to come across, Mm. you know, and then when you eat, when you promote a life of death, then that's all you're going to have is death in your body, which is why people that eat such an American diet over the years, by the time they're 60 and we think that's old, they're fat, sick and nearly dead. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy. It's fucking crazy that we think that this is what health is. But and and if we want to and we can even bring it back to religion. And I'm not talking about New Testament. I'm talking about Old Testament shit. I'm talking about Vedas. Old. I'm talking about like the oldest religion um, um, scriptures you can read. And God even said it like, don't fucking kill anything. Don't spill the lifeblood of anything that I give lifeblood to. Every seed bearing fruit, every hard seed bearing fruit and every leafy green on this that I put on this earth. This shall be flesh for you. He uses the word flesh for you. Why? He didn't say food. He uses that word because he doesn't want you to eat real flesh. So he yes. is eat this instead of flesh. 
And then there's a whole thing. I got to look it up. I, I forgot where I put it, but there's a whole list of diseases that will come if you continuously eat meat. He says your bones will turn to chalk, which people that eat lots of red meat and dairy have osteoporosis. Yeah. You know, your ears will become a waxy issue. Your skin will turn to boils. Um, and, and it's something like shame on a man who seeks to add flesh on his body by eating more flesh, you know, like, like crazy shit, like so many different quotes pertaining to that. And then the new Testament comes along after the Romans killed a whole bunch of fucking Christians in the, in the fucking <laughs> Colosseum to say, Oh, we got to integrate their religions with us somehow because there's too many Christianity is growing in popularity, the real Christianity. And so what they do put all their pagan bullshit behind it and say, yeah, we can eat meat. We can fuck around if we want to. We can do all this other shit. As long as we say, I accept Jesus to my heart and I'm forgiven. Bullshit. No, life is disciplined. Jesus was disciplined. God was disciplined. He yeah. never gave too much leeway. That's why he was a very vengeful and angry God. And that's why we're, we're supposed to be fearing the motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He came and made us fear him. You know, when he says shit wasn't going wrong, what'd he do? Wipe the entire earth clean. Clean. So if you, yeah. So if you want to take it to a religious standpoint, even God said it, bro. Huh. But if you want to look at the science, the science, there is no refuting it. Are Our, you a Christian? Are you a Christian, Alex? No, no. I'm a. Huh. I, I I I hate saying like I'm a spiritual person, but I'm a. Huh. I, I I would say I'm a religious person, but I, I don't believe in God as being a singular thing. You know, I believe He expresses Himself in so many ways, so that so many people can understand Him. He is omnipotent. There is no way that we can see him in one light. So he right. is the Christian God. He is the Hindu God. He is the Muslim God. He is only one but one God promoting himself in many different aspects of his personality so that we may understand him at, together. Okay. Um, okay. So so you appreciate the, the – you're not a Christian, but you appreciate that version of the word of God. You know it. Yeah, I appreciate when God speaks because every time when God speaks in any religion, he speaks straightforward with no room for interpretation. I hate organized religion because always the priest and the preacher say, well, I think God said, and I think he meant this by what he said. No, there was no thinking. There was no thought that man could provide God to elaborate on his idea. Cause right. he is omniscient. He is omnipotent. He can, he is infallible. So whatever he says cannot be interpreted by man. It has to be accepted only. 100%. That is a hundred percent. And, and, and it just it just it just baffles me that you know like people like Joel Alstein can say stuff like well I think he says and I think he means well there is no fucking room for thinking yeah. he said yeah. what he said he meant what he said you know like that Doctor Seuss books I said what I meant and I meant what I said it's exactly what God is doing when he yeah. says thou shalt not kill he's like oh um except the people except the Jews no don't kill nobody oh except the black people no don't kill nobody he says thou shalt not fucking kill. Yeah. You know, thou shalt not steal well, unless they have more than no it doesn't fucking matter and, that's, and this is the gray area that we put it's like th th that we put on black and white regulations you know like if we want to put like if they're black and white regulations then there are some core issues that we have to face as a humanity within ourselves every baby born knows that if you put a rabbit and an apple in a crib the baby knows what to play with and what to eat mm. yeah we are intrinsically designed already knowing what good and evil is. So you'll never see a fucking baby. And I guarantee you never see a baby like just tear the rabbit apart and eat it up and start playing with the apple like it's a game. No, it automatically knows what food is and it automatically knows what a friend is. You know, you know what the trip is? We've had people on this show who are just complete fucking uh, vegans who had stage four cancer and they cured themselves of it. 
and that and they're the have the most beautiful skin and beautiful eyes. They look like you. And that and then <laughs> and then we've also had like the the fucking dude who only eats one steak a day, and he's the most buff, beautiful man you've ever seen. And that's all he eats every day at six o'clock. He eats one steak. He just well, eats meat and water. It's 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 so interesting. I mean, definitely, I, I think the, the big takeaway is is uh, overconsumption. Yeah, definitely. and and all of these people don't eat processed food. Yeah. And, and, do you and, not eat anything processed? Do you avoid processed food like the plague? Do you eat any of that fake meat stuff? No, as much as I can, I avoid it. But um, there okay. are times where, like, I do have cheat meals and, like, I do, like, eat, like, junk food and stuff. Like, it, and, 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 to, and my take on that is that a, water, a, a pond too clear bears no fish. So okay. we got we, we to live a little bit. We got to experience the joys of life and all the sorrows of life as well. And to the people when, like you said, like, guy eats one steak a day. But, like, okay, then, like, he's probably eating more like an actual hunter. He's eating a lot less. He's not eat, overeating and anything like that. So there's more respect going into what he's putting into his body and for his body itself because he's not just doing it for pleasure, yeah. right? And food, yeah, we shouldn't be doing basic necessity things for living for pleasure. That's my hardest thing. I'll tell you what, I eat I eat solely for pleasure. Like <laughs> my intake is, I mean, my everyday intake is solely for just pleasure. And, you know, and I, and I, I mean, I work out hard, you know, just like anybody else who fights and stuff. I work out two, three times a day. But, I mean, hearing what you're saying, I can feel like it would opt. Step by step. But step by step, you know, like we, we always try to clean it up. But, like, then again, there's a lot of people that do what you do. Most people do what you do, but don't work out two, three times a day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, yeah. so like you, you're balancing out with some with some other things. So like the guy that's eating meat, okay, yeah. If he only eats one steak a day in water, then he's eliminating all the sugar, processed foods. So like even though he might is not the best um, fuel for your body, which is perfectly fine, but everything else he's doing is positive, so it outweighs the bad. Yeah. You know, it only becomes a shitty deal when you're taking prescription drugs, eating like a scavenger. You know, not exercising and living promiscuously, you know, yeah. you just 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 pleasing yourself in all forms of way, just a pleasure trap in that sense. So um, there, there there are ways of living that are different. And uh, what, but the thing is, is like when we look at the science and the only reason why like, I'm, I'm saying this is because I've been like I'm, I'm Cuban Dominican, man. And we were every day eating skirt steaks and like cooking like, bro, I was barbecuing at the like it was a, and up until I was 23 or something. So it was a big part of her fucking life. And I can tell you a hundred percent, I don't miss it one bit. And when I changed, I've never felt the way that I felt ever in my life. I gained weight. I got stronger. I got smarter. I got faster. Um, Everything just became elated to me. And, and so I, there is something to it. And not only that, the science, when we look at our bodies, we just like our organs, they just look like the organs of a herbivore or a frugivore. So it's like, why are we going to tax our body? By eating something that's gonna, you know, if it's not for survival, especially. And it's like, oh, well, our answers that well, yeah, the ancestors that lived up north, you know, that lived up in the cold places where vegetation wasn't very um easy to find. Yeah. You have to eat meat. Like the Inuits in Alaska, they have to eat fat and blubber because it's too fucking cold out there. Right? You can't survive if you don't, because you're not gonna grow um potatoes and spinach, you know, <laughs> in, yeah. in the in the six months of darkness you got up there. It's not gonna happen. You don't so, drink coffee, Alex? Um, uh, I barely. Now, now I don't drink too much every once in a while, but I drink every once in a while. You don't wake up every morning and just have a cup? No, no. Sometimes it's tea and sometimes it's nothing. Okay, but but I mean, how about uh, how about caffeine? Caffeine, no. Look no. at Justin. 
I, why the hell did I not send you a uh, link this morning? <laughs> Justin used to be on the show with us. Justin did. He was our guy. He was our guy. I'll, Justin Nunley says he'll give you some vitamin D. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting, Justin. When I wake up in the morning, I usually wake up with a run. That's how I wake myself up. What a beast. I'll do like maybe two to five, 2.5 or three miles. And that's usually gets me into that little runner's high. And then I can come home and get everything started. Like today, um, once I got up, I walked the dogs. I went out for a good three-mile jog and came back. And then that's when I um, went to Polish real quick. And that's why I was going to be late because I had to get some cat stuff. And then you Do you use soap? Soap? Yeah. Uh, shower. Yeah. You, so- you soap. What do you? What soap do you use? I need a. So- I, I want to get a soap sponsor. My wife doesn't like me using soap. Like I'm not. Like <laughs> she was telling me forever I can't use Tide, and then I was like, she's telling me there's all these poisons in it. My sister would tell me that shit too. And then recently they just banned Tide detergent in the state of New York. And my wife's like, see, I told you. Yeah, you got to get the, the 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 clear shit, the, the the stuff free from all those things. You got to do your best. How about um, how about in the shower? What soap you use? I just found out one of my buddies doesn't use soap in the shower in fifteen years. I can't even believe it. He's not even a weirdo like us three. Oh, true that. Um, well, like some, most of the time, I don't use soap. Like especially if it's like a quick shower, just water could be enough. But if don't I you do- like to like? I like to suds my ass and my armpits and my pubes in the front. I like to do. Right now I'm using Duke Cannon's thick Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trey. Hey, that oh, that's your oh. Look, there he is. Good jobs. Look at you, Souza. Look at but you bringing in the heavyweight, Justin Dunley. It's, uh, it's all natural, like oils and stuff like that. It's like Ducan is a really good brand, especially for beard oil, lotions, creams. And I'm here to give you that vitamin D. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin Nunley, please meet uh, Alex Caceres. Hey Alex, um, I'm gonna try, I'm gonna contact those people and see if they'll pay me and you money to um, promote their 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 soap. Yeah, oh, they they're a really good brand. They're very they're, they're like very transparent. Everything's on the label. Um, I looked up their websites and everything like that. Everything's super clean. Usually a lot of pine oil, which is or like teacher oil. Really good stuff though. Amazing discussion. Alex is an awakened being. He's on a different frequency. Darian is an okay dude too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> no, they said good dude. I said I just switched it to. How about me? How about me, Trish? How about me? Uh, what about this dude? You're gonna um fight this Nate dude. Do you know anything about him, or do you care? Or on the twenty fifth, um, I know that um he was the guy that got knocked out by Juliana Rosa with a flying knee before the before I fought him. Okay. So I caught my wife with a flying knee last night. <laughs> how is she her, dog. Uh, how is she she was uh she was she was walking a little bow-legged this morning but it wasn't from the d you know what i'm saying yeah i know you what know? you're saying i know what you're <laughs> saying vitamin d uh alex do you recognize justin by any chance uh, was he on the was he was in the I ultimate. Was, he was, was in the ultimate fighter the season you were there, but since then he's just living off of Coca Cola and Big Macs. But it's cocaine and Big Macs. Sorry, cocaine <laughs> and Big Macs. No, I'm joking. Uh, we know he's a uh, <laughs> he's he's a comedian that uh, Darian and I uh, have befriended. Uh, he's a huge UFC fan, and uh, this is his uh, Instagram account with these um with these very clever clever. Uh, <laughs> 
Very yeah. clever. Oh, show them the deer penis. Show them the penis one. Show Dude, that the penis. dick, man. Yeah, show them the big D down there, the white D. Crock pot pizza. The joke usually works better if the sound's on. <laughs> Today we're putting penis in the crock pot. That's right. We're making. Oh, so when he does it, it's culinary art. But when I do it, you can't come back to this food truck, sir. Make it make sense. <laughs> Today. That's a deer dick. They will eat anything. Hey, have you ever seen a pig's dick? No. No. Is it like an arrow? It's crooked like a corkscrew, like its tail. Oh, I think oh. I have seen that. And so is a duck. Hey, could you imagine, like I was thinking about the other day, like, could you imagine, like, if a duck had, like, a dick that was, like, outside its body, and it's just, like, dragging and just cocking balls as it's wobbling? It'd be funny as hell. Oh, I see that. I Oh, something's wrong with your audio, Justin. It's, like, really, really uh, scratchy. Mine is? Yeah. A little bit. It's No, it's oh. bad. The Can you hang up and call back? Yeah. Hang up and call. Okay, good. <laughs> um uh, March 25th and so so you're going to fight this guy and is he in the top 15? Nope. And why do you accept the fight? Get paid. Let's go. He don't Well, his- yeah, that's that that's one big reason and um I don't I, I I've come to accept the fact that I don't have a choice on what the UFC does with my character. Okay. I can only show up and beat the fuck out of the people that are in front of me. You the man. Yeah. And I and don't that mean works. It in any and, and malice that- way towards my opponent or anything. It's just, it's what I have to do because I feel that my goal and my dream and what I'm trying to do with this world and myself is a lot greater than the aspirations of some person that wants to just fight for money. So you're in my way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. God, you're a good dude, Alex. I'm so glad. Mike Tech! Yes! Yes. There it is. Yes, yes, yes. Always got to go back to the wire, man. Uh, Alex, we are, um, you are not a uh, huge UFC fan, by the way. Is that correct? You're not a. I mean, I love fighting for the UFC. I just don't right. watch sports. It ass. I don't watch it neither. Yeah. I don't watch any sports. I can't keep up with the shit, man. And like, it's just. And then, like, and then listening to people talk about it that don't play sports. It's just, uh, it's just like, and, and like, like they can do it better or they can do this or you should have done that. It's like, why don't you just enjoy watching it? Like yeah. when I watch basketball, I never say like, oh, I like this team better. Like, I'm like, oh, these guys are fucking athletic. These guys are doing some crazy shit. Like right. this is amazing to watch right now. It's like a whole the- theatric show. But when people are watching, oh, fuck that guy. I'm like, bro, this guy's doing something you can never, ever imagine doing in your dreams. And then you're going <laughs> to curse him. You're going to yeah. curse him. And like, that's crazy. It's like, and just enjoy the show for fuck's sake. How about the bullshit you get when you when you lose a fight and how people flood your inbox with just like dude? I was about to say I was about to say like y'all didn't watch my commentary on Darian's last fight. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> uh, but but for me, it's even when I win fights. It's like even when I win fights, I get like like I get flooded with like like oh, there's some secret haters and like, the people that make account they just make accounts to hate on me. Like, oh, the next fight you're gonna get fucking smoked. Oh, you think you're good? Oh, that bullshit. Um. That want to be like humbleness, this bullshit. You're not a spiritual person. Like, 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 just attack my character completely. Like, right. My, I'm like, damn. I'm like, it's like that. I'm like, holy shit. I can't even say shit these days. I can't yeah, even say. Can. I can't even say. Hey, we're all one. Amen. Peace and love. Oh, that's bullshit. You know. You know. Like, I'm like, okay. no. They. Hey, as soon as you're like, hey, we're all. Hey, we're all the same people. We just different. Hey, they're like, they're like, fuck this guy and his mother. Yeah. Yeah. People are wild, <laughs> yeah. bro. Hey, how do those people sleep at night? 
no. They don't. They're up at night typing. They oh, don't right. sleep at night. Right. Right. Oh, I got to get They're this shit NPCs, out They're NPCs, bro. And they got so much hate inside them, Blue. They just want to spew it to everybody else. That's all it is. Like, What's NPC, non-playable character? Yeah. Yeah. Bro. What does that mean? They're they're just like just, they're just dead, but dead behind the eyes, bro. Yeah. Okay. Just, um, okay. So like, li- li- like um, the way I like to explain it to you, like everybody's born a real person, but you lose your real humanity as you grow up and become jaded by this world. Then you become an NPC. You become a person that conforms to every single little thing, basically like a Bob or a Karen. Brought oh. to you by Pfizer. <laughs> but Bob or Karens are like a little bit more stronger NPCs. You'll call them like Agent Smiths. The minute you start doing something that, you know, seems to be off norm and progressively better for you and other people around you, it's like they immediately try and stop you, even if you talk to them about it. And the funny thing, sometimes your closest friends and your family could be these Agent Smiths. The minute you Dude, they fucking them, hate you. There are yeah. people that are friends with you and people in your family that fucking hate you. And you don't yeah. even know it yet. The yes. minute you start talking oh, about, I hey, know. man, maybe we should start eating like this a little bit better or like, don't, but like, it, it will help out with it. Nah, what the fuck are you saying? Like, you're just going against all like hundreds of years of culture. My daddy ain't like this and my daddy's daddy ain't like this. Fuck you. And I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Dude, ain't it crazy though that we're like in, uh, we're all like in different like areas, right? Of, of life, like in different spaces, but we deal with the same bullshit, man. But what, give me an example. Give me an example. So I've uh, there's a there's a dude right now that lives in North Carolina, I think. Maybe no, it's Virginia. That he's committed like three felonies in my inbox, bro. Of like shit that he said that like I I kind of had to take serious, and I had to go to the sheriff. I was like, Yo, is this is this something I should be concerned about? Because I like I like to let a lot of shit slide. This has been like two or three months. He's been doing this, and he was like. Yeah, this is some shit you should be concerned about. I was what like, the okay. fuck is wrong with people? Dude, people are wild. And I don't do nothing but tell jokes. That's true, yeah. Like, Hey, did Derek Lewis get kicked off of Instagram? What was his What was his Instagram? The Black Beast? What was his? The Beast. Uh, UFC Beast. Why do you have to be the Black Beast, Savon? Yeah. Just, well, I don't know. Well, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Black History Month. That's why. Yeah, it's like, Black History Month. Flood his inbox. Like, Blow him up. Hey, it it says right here, Derek Lewis banned from Instagram. Why? Why did he? Uh, do that? I, he uh, probably because the Instagram account was too good. Man, his Instagram account was. Yeah, they, 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 like the Instagram done that to me before plenty of times. Like sometimes I'll be on live, like I'll go on live and I'll have like conversations with people like this like talking about some deep shit and they will cut me off like in the middle of my stream. And, and I, I lost send, my account. And then send me a message, like things that you're saying are like inappropriate. I'm like, I'm only talking about diet, spirituality, nutrition. And then like, they're saying that this is like, it, it's offensive to people. I'm like, what the fuck am I saying? Hey, hey dude, there was a no carb Facebook page that had like 200,000 people on it. And all they talked about was like how you shouldn't eat refined carbohydrates. And um, and it was it was pulled down because as be giving bad p- poor medical advice. Well, man, look at the big one of the biggest companies in the food industry is like Kellogg's, bro. Yeah, yeah of course. Hey, did he? Insp- so you saw Justin hit the vape, and then you're like, all right, I'm gonna smoke a joint. Oh, I didn't see nobody hit the vape. I'm just rolling oh. up because of <laughs> I didn't even see Justin hit the vape. He's slick. He's because I'm fast. Oh, He's slick. Good. Just and ask my wife. It's, it's not a joint. It's a blunt. Yes. Yes, we, we did this last time. A joint small and wide. A blunt is longer and darker. It's 
kind of synonymous in real life too, you know. Uh, the first the, the first show I ever did with Alex, the the show started and he had his he had his camera pointed right at a paper plate full of just nugs. And the show started with him rolling a blunt. A blunt. Thank you. Here's the deodorant I use by the way. If you got oh, I don't use deodorant. Do you use deodorant, uh Darian? Yeah, I do use deodorant. Just flash. Do you use it, Justin? I don't use any deodorant. What Just the fuck? I bet you stink. <laughs> How the fuck you don't use deodorant? Come on, man. I just don't. No one's ever tells me I stink. You heard about vabbing, right? Where chicks be like rubbing their finger on their on their coochie and then rubbing it on their like skin and stuff. Hey, I I, I, I think put, that I forgot to put some on today. There you go. Hey, why don't husband? Um, Alex, hey, I picture you using like and so. What? Yvonne right now. <laughs> Cash. Hey, Alex, why don't you use one of those crystals? They got like these just rocks that my hippie friends used to use in college. It's just a rock. And they rub oh, it. Yeah. I, I, use those, I used those before. Yeah. I know, we need to talk about this, man. How do you not use deodorant? I don't <laughs> use deodorant. Um, the, the, the detergent I use is like, like smells like, uh, uh, um, uh, what's that hippie scent? Panucci, patchouli. Um, I'm, my wife is just slowly <laughs> taking all the chemicals out of my house. She's like, just slowly take. We don't even use plastic bags to like you, store. Uh, like, dude, you've been living in California too long, and it shows. Okay, <laughs> like, come on, man. Soon you're gonna start accepting maps as real people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is real people? Maps? Ma yeah, you know what maps are. No. Minor attracted persons. They're pedophiles. pedophiles. Oh, Jesus. I will not. Hey, I will not accept them as people. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Panocha. Yeah. You, I, my, we're getting rid of all the chemicals. I need a good no, sponsor. Panocha. That's Spanish for pussy, man. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Come on, Savon. You're better than this. <laughs> <laughs> you are babby. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, my God. All hey, right. uh, Alex, how's the garden going? I know you had quite the garden going. You still doing that? Um, I, I moved to another place at the moment. Um, Did you move all your plants? Did you move all your pots? No, all my all my plants are not there yet. Um, I don't have enough room. I'm in a smaller fucking place. Um, this is kind of becoming a, a short-term necessity at the moment. Um, I kind of lost my house. I sold, what? had to sell it to keep my business open. But you got fight of the night. Wasn't that enough to keep the business open? Yeah, after the fact, but I had to sell it before because the um, the the landlords they since I couldn't, um, I wasn't going to be able to make the rent, or I, I was asking for time. They're like, oh, I was going to fight anyway. So like, if I, once I get the fight, I'll pay the rent. But they didn't want to do that. They were trying to take me to court for not paying the fucking rent, and then so I had to come up with the money, and so I sold the house instead. Oh and, God, and, that's stressful. You could have yeah. just sold meth, man. <laughs> that's what Justin does. Don't don't sell that. Yeah, I'm white, dude. Hey, listen, I was in Atlanta for the SEC championship game a few weeks ago, right? Now, what sport is that? What sport is that? The football, college football. Okay, and it, and it's after the game, but we're walking down the street and we're we're headed back to the uh, Airbnb, right? Um, and the these two black guys are selling beer out of a cooler on the sidewalk, Mark. and I'm I'm walking through. Dude's like, you want some beer? You want some beer? He's like, he even he got close to me. He's like, I got weed too. And I was like, no, nah, man, I'm looking for some meth. And he's like, come here, dog, come here. 
Come here. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, I ain't buying no meth from a black guy. That's the only thing that we can cook better than you. It ain't happening, bro. <laughs> Maybe he was gonna show you to a white guy. Maybe bro. I got back here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe he take you to the to his friend, you know, that's out there. That's how that's how that's how Liam Neeson movie starts out. I ain't going with that dude to buy meth. That ain't happening. He's gonna take you to the only white guy that's allowed to say nigga. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> here, this is this is a great one too. You get, we just got it. This one, this one's here. We go. Here we go. Better than black people. Myth. Listen, I screwed that up. I screwed that, that up. Hold on. We can take good. this for a second. The ride. joke works better with sound. Goddamn. White people cook better than black people. Myth. Myth. Listen, did you know that Dora the Explorer's real name? Hey, what do what's the guy really say? What yeah, I mean that's what he's asking. He's like, tell me, tell me something that white people cook better than black people. And does he ever give you anything? No, multiple also just answers to that video and multiple say math. Yeah. You're good dude, (laughs) Nunley. Hey, I, I, well, like, maybe there was another one. There was another one that was funny that I was I was advised against posting that i thought was good well do it here break it here on the seven podcast because we get banned all the time anyway the guy the guy asked he said name one thing that that um white people can do that black people can't do and i said swim (laughs) tell me i'm lying tell me i'm lying what's wrong with that hey i don't know well well, if it's right we we, we gotta we we gotta we gotta differentiate that man because like all afro-caribbean people can swim don't ruin the prejudice and discrimination jokes, Alex. Please do not ruin the. Uh, just, don't ruin a good racist joke, age, please. Okay? And I hate that stereotype. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah Justin. Can you swim? Boy, than white people. Can you swim? I, I, I can't swim. See, a, and we're 50 right now. I'm just saying. I think I have too much muscle to swim, and so that. <laughs> You ain't got no damn too much muscle. I got fat all over my body. I weigh probably about, I, I probably weigh, oh. 20, I got 20 pounds on you. But fat, fat floats. Fat and float. I'm sinking. I'm I'm a rock. You are a rock. You're a, 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 a that's a, one thing I can do. I can't float on my back. You can? Or you can't? No, yeah, I you, can't. Have much, you have too much muscle. You too much, your density is too much. But so I, I, I can you swim? Miami. I grew up yeah, in Miami. Yeah, not Florida. good, but I swim. I swim good. I mean, a hundred percent swimmers, a hundred percent swimmers, fifty percent. Good point. Good point. Good point. That's good. That's a good point. All right. So maybe, maybe the more politically correct joke to say is that half of black people can't swim. Hey, Darian, you know what's (laughs) fucked up, dude? You know what I just realized? You're not going to like this. What, dude? When you needed to demand from the UFC when you were there that they got you a blue check mark. Oh, it's all right. I don't need a blue check mark. What's a blue check mark to? They didn't give you a blue check mark. Yeah, no, I don't really, I don't really, uh, I don't really mind about the blue check mark though. Look at that. I look like I look like Bruce Leroy right there. Yeah, man. look Holy at that shit. shit. I thought that was me for a second. Oh, I can't wait there. Let's so go. fuck. <laughs> I can do it better. Hey, who took that picture? That's a great picture. I thought about I thought about uh, needing a blue check mark and everything, but then I just figured like. Uh, you know what? What's that? Just to verify to people that I was somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's it. 
I said, I'm cool, you know what I mean? I'm, yeah, it's like sitting in first class, man. You can like look at all the other peasants walking by you going to yes. the coach seats, dog. Yes. You yes. know? Yes. Like look at you with your look at you with your sixty thousand followers, but no check mark. You know? Hey, look at this. I didn't know Justin held a held bags for you. There he is. Hey. There's Nunley. Uh-uh, I ain't doing that. I, t- I, t- I tell too many jokes. I'd be like cracking jokes while he's punching him slip and just hit jaw me one time. No, I'm good. Oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Um, I How really, long have you been in uh, UFC, Darren? Uh, I was in the UFC for only a short time. Uh, I got I was I had uh, three decision losses and then they booted me. Three oh, decision losses, Alex. And they booted me. For sure, one of them, for sure, 100% one of them was not a loss. For sure. I'd sure. probably say for sure two of them, but I don't want to be total suck his dick here. I'd say for sure two of them, but you can, you can go ahead and put it in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hold up, hold up. One of them I actually did lose, you know, and that was just, that was just my lack of activity. Um, but I, 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 be, I beat those. But, you know, what are you going to do? You got to sometimes, you know, maybe there was a step I missed. So maybe I got knocked that back down a couple levels and I'm supposed to, you know, redo something. So I'm still on the still on the grind, still on the, the push forward. Uh, I'm going to probably I got also an MMA match set for March 25th. And, you do? And yeah, it'll be in Florida for Titan FC. Nice. Uh, Who are you fighting? Uh, I They haven't given Tony this promise. You'd be on that card, so we're, we're at in Florida. Oh, somewhere, somewhere, wherever they're at. You can stop by Fort Walton Beach, get your ass whooped on the that, way. Oh, oh, well, I'll, 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 I'll wear that damn head out. Stop by I here. Stop by there, I do. <laughs> uh, and I had a had a couple jujitsu. I'm gonna try to get a boxing squeeze into the next three months. Just a late notice boxing match somewhere, hopefully in California and. Sorry, guys. I'll fight you for Black History Month. Hey, Alex, I'd pay to see Let's that. Go. I'd pay to see that. Hey, Alex, check this out. He fought. He fought a Brian, a Barbarena, uh, Ian Gary, and Johan Laniz. I mean, all fucking g- great fighters too. Well, I don't know about Ian Gary. To yeah. tell, but yeah. the other two for sure. Yeah, yeah Brian Barbarena is a tough. I used to train with him back in um, AZ. Man, he's a tough motherfucker. Yeah, on three days notice. That was my first UFC fight on three days now. And, and it was That's a banger. Crazy. It went to decision. It was a banger. It was a great fight. Man. Oh, shit. I got to go. I got a business call. Okay, bye. I love you. Bye. Thanks for checking in, brother. I'm not going to lie to you. I might have to scoot out here, too. I got work. Me, too. I don't want to get contact high. Hey, by the way, I really love that uh, that room you're in. Every time you're in that room, I love that shot. I love the, I want to like go look and see what's on in that bookcase. I want to touch some of that shit in there. There's a ton. Like it's yeah. like from this side, there's it starts from magazines and then we have Guinness yeah. World Records books. Yeah. And then we have cookbooks, how-to books, um board games. Yeah, board games. And then over here is a small section of like um, theology and stuff like that. Over oh, I like it. Print. Yeah, that's but all just, you just need. A small section. It's a small section of the. the but yeah, it's a, it's a it's quite a few good books on there. I got a, on the how to shelf. I have a lot of uh, mixed martial arts how to books. I got George St. Pierre's book, Bruce Lee's. Um, I think we got some stuff by Rob Van Dam. 
I mean, uh, it's got it's got a lot. It's got a lot in there. Devesh Maharaj, weed is vegan. I mean, it is. Hey, but I will tell you, uh, my man Alex, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to talk with you. You have a freaking a brilliant mind, and you see things the way that people should always see things. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, you keep inflicting people like that and making an impact. Um, and Savan, as always. You know, Dude, Darian, I love seeing you on Fridays, buddy. Thanks for coming on the show. Oh, always. I hope you get a little taller, but we'll talk about it. Thank you. Thank uh, you. Send me some vitamins. You guys have a good one. But ciao, right, brother. You too, man. Peace. Alex. Oh, I'm, yeah, good people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had him on the show right before his first fight, and then I just kept inviting him back on Fridays when we talked to uh, UFC guys. And, and, cool, he's, cool. and he's in his school. Sometimes he'll even have to cut someone's hair and he'll do a little bit of the show while he's cutting someone's hair. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, hey, dude, I always appreciate how easy it is for you uh, to get in touch with you and your quick responses. Um, this show, obviously, uh, being a podcaster and this being my gig, uh, uh, you make it such a pleasure. Um, I, I walk away a better person talking to you and you're just so easy to deal with. So thank you. Thanks for well, keeping thank it Thank you real. for having me on the show. I enjoy podcasts like this. I enjoy just having free conversations um, with other human beings about humanity and everything else. And of course, yeah, I'm a fighter. So you're going to ask me some fighting questions and stuff like that, but it's understandable. Um, but yeah, man, it's always, always enjoyable to have a good chat with somebody that's, um, it, it was like a, like a, like a saying from a song that I heard is like, he was giving cheers to people. He was like, here's to the few who forgive what you do and to the fewer who don't even care. And like, I feel like the, and when he means I don't even care, I don't mean like these people don't care about you, but they just don't give a fuck how you live your life. And they accept you and appreciate you for what you are. And yeah. those kind of people are just rare in this world. Everybody likes you only to however you make them feel. And that's like a, is like what a, 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 who was it? A, a rabbi said that's called fish love. You know, if you love the fish, you wouldn't pluck it out the water, suffocate it, split it open and eat it. You love the way the fish makes you feel. So that's how most people treat relationships. It's a fish love. We don't love the person. We love how they make them make us feel in our own certain situations and circumstances. Well, you know, uh, besides the reason why I like you because you contribute to my show and, and when my show does well, I can pay for uh, put food on my table. That's obviously the most superficial reason. But I also like you because of this. I like knowing that there's people out there in the world like you uh, because I think you make the world a better place. And, uh, and, and that's fucking awesome. That is, I, I, I just, I, I, well, I don't think that I know that you make the world a better place just by the way you think, the way you treat people, the way you carry yourself. You're such a cool dude. Thank you so much. That's uh, words I can appreciate, you know, like, especially, and I, I will admit like in times that I'm having now, like there, there are difficult times of the past five fights have been very difficult times. Um, I just like, I, it seems like I haven't been able to catch a break and also, kind of like running through my mind questioning on how good of a person am I really or if these things continuously happen to me am I selling myself an illusion or it's just these trials and tribulations that I must go through yeah um, things like that like it, it becomes is and and it's kind of like I, it was an idea I was pondering um the other day it's like like tr trying to be as honest with myself as much as possible and it's like it's like getting better you know, I, I associate it to get to being honest with yourself is like getting better. Yes. When you're being, when you're being honest with yourself, you have, you constantly feel like 
you're full of shit. The same way when you're getting better is because you constantly feel like you're not good. Right. So that fear of being inadequate in any aspect of your life promotes you to be the best version of yourself or some people to be the best version of yourself. Mm. At least for me. And yeah, for me too. People, nudges you. Nudges you to make yeah. a move. Yeah. It's like, okay, look, I'm not doing the best that I want to be right now, so I should I try, try and achieve it. If I'm honest with myself, if I'm not going to lie to myself, then, um, then I really got to explore the ways that I'm full of shit to myself you know, or hypocritical to myself. And we, we rarely as human beings ever do that self analysis and be like, Hey, this is what's really wrong with me. I should fix this because it will benefit not only me, but society around me as well. And this is the function of, I believe our purpose in humanity as to live in human life together as one consciousness, you know, like as one being, as in we are concerned and committed to each other in such a way that it's, it promotes interdependency. And, and we fail to, we fall short of it a lot of the times, but it's just because we don't look at ourselves as not enough enough. Does that make sense? Uh, makes sense a fucking hundred percent. You know, we're always thinking that like, oh, I'm, I'm good for this and everybody has to accept me for what I am. No, if you're an asshole, if you're a scumbag, if you're a loser, if you're a bitch, we don't have to accept you for what you are. You got to get better. You, it's not okay to be that way. It's not. It's not okay to be fat and lazy. And it's not. You have to go out and exercise. This is your human body. This is your vessel. Do the best that you can. If not for yourself, then for everybody else around you. Because when you're doing good, everybody else does better. And nobody really realizes it, realizes that. No one really, when I go into a room and you beat my ass every day in the wrestling room, I'm going to get better. I know that. But some people take it personally and never come back. And they will get worse. Hey, I, I wish your audio was better. It's it's breaking up so fucking bad since you, I don't know what you did, but some, it's it's like so crackly and poppy like Justin's was. But dude, you oh yeah, it's better. You so fucking nailed it. You people don't realize that when you go outside into the public, you are and you are not a good role model, like that we're all just mirrors here. And that when you go out into the public and you're a bad role model. Basically, when you stand outside in front of a building and light up a cigarette, you're telling everyone who walks by you it's okay to smoke cigarettes. When you yell at someone and other people hear you, you're telling everyone around you it's okay to yell at someone. When you walk around and you're like just a, a, a I, I don't want to pick on uh, fat people, not not for the reason why. Yeah, I understand. I understand the reason why I don't want to pick on fat people is because some of them might be on the journey to get skinny. Other than that, fuck that. I'll pick on them. But but if but if it, we we are all just mirrors here, and if you're not doing your part to be the best person that you are, there's no homeostasis. You're either contributing to making everything better, or you're making everything worse. Which part? Do you, what side of the fence do you want to be on? I want to yeah. be on the yeah. And when, I don't want to be fake, but I don't want my friends also to see me like smoking a cigarette. I I would be ashamed of that, and I would hide that shit. Me personally, I don't yeah. want to tell the world it's okay to fucking buy Marlboro Lights and smoke them. But the but but the thing is, is like um. Um, with, with those kind of things, you know, like everybody can like when I'm talking about, yeah, exactly. For sure. You don't want that to happen. If you smoke cigarettes and you, you know, they're bad and so you're not going to promote smoking cigarettes, but then you can look hypocritical doing it yourself. Yeah. I feel like then you have to make strides and strives for being what you say to be. Right. In that sense. So like if you speak it into it, but, but the, the, the fact that you do that, the fact that you can understand that shows that you have. Uh, a conscience like right. hey you know like i like but most people are just doing it just because they don't give a fuck and they don't have any consideration whatsoever 
And that and that's where it becomes a problem is that people don't consider um, themselves, let alone other people. So like um, it, like when like like earlier when it comes to food and for just for pleasure, some people will just eat themselves to a point and then and then go, turn around and tell you to accept them for being fat. I'm like, no, I don't have to because it's not your natural self. Right. You know, we have a we have a problem and a tendency as human beings to accept things that are not natural, that are not to the max of our full potential as regular or as normal or as good. So if some person like, 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 for instance, like, 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 like you ever heard of like, Oh, a mother's love, like, like, so her son can be a fucking like delinquent, you know, and don't contribute shit to society. But to her, he's a good kid. No, that's a lie. You're lying to yourself. If you're not being honest with yourself, then you're not addressing the issue. And if you did address the issue, maybe your son would be such an asshole and so, and be taxing on society. Right. But then, but but these are the kind of things we we we're, we're creatures of comfort, and we'd rather be comfortable than actually be honest with ourselves. Because being honest requires us to do work, and everybody has work to do. Even everybody, That's even true. people that are successful. And if you don't have work to do, you have maintenance to upkeep. Constantly be um virtuous. Constantly be um what, what is that word? Uh, yeah. Alert and aware of the surroundings around of the situation around you. So that's why, like. Um, if, if you want to promote eating plants, I don't, I, I don't promote, um, people to become vegan, you know, I'm still vegan. Um, I'm, I, I feel like I need to be this way for a little bit longer to actually see what it really means. Right. But I don't try and convince people to be vegan, but just for the sake of the planet and for themselves, I just try to convince people to, if you are going to eat like your ancestors and let's eat like your ancestors. So you're probably going to eat meat like once a week, you know, or eat 10% of it on your plate, rather it being the major thing on your dish, you know, right. and then maybe you'll see the health of the planet and in human beings revert back to a little bit more to its natural way. Because I feel like there is a relation between the waters of the planet and the waters of our, of our, of ourself. We're three fourths water. The planet is three fourths water, you know, when, and, um, right now, uh, ninety-eight percent of the planet, or I would say like ninety-eight or eighty percent of the uh, for uh, I'm sorry, forty percent of the planet's rainforests are like deforest. You know, they're fucked up. You know, and we see that, and then we see the air getting fucked up, and now we only see the air getting fucked up, but then we see more respiratory problems within human beings. Mm. So we're completely connected. The waters are becoming polluted. And there's more dead zones in the water, and now we're seeing more stagnicity and more toxicity and more acidity in people's water in their bodies, you know, but the waters of the earth is connected with the water because it's the same water. So if the waters are polluted on earth and the water is going to be polluted within us, mm. you know, and then now you and have vice versa and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. We eat a bunch of, sh- we eat a bunch of shit and pollute ourselves. The earth, we're polluting the earth with that same yeah. shit. It's a, it's like a, yeah, it's a, it, it goes with symbiosis. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, the same thing too, with the earth. Now the we earth will kill becomes, ourselves before we kill the earth though. The earth will, the earth will go on. No, we, for sure. But, yeah. the, the, but we can see that the problems arising in ourselves is in, is in direct correlation with the problems that are continuing on the earth. Yeah. It just takes place in a different time frame. So for us, it happens a little quicker and we don't associate it with the earth that's going through in a, in a, in a, in a, in a more longer period of change. So with the earth, you know, we're poisoning the earth because all the runoffs from the factory farms is literally drenching the soil with blood, guts, and shit. And you can't grow anything on it. It becomes barren land. They become almost deserts and stuff. And 
look at our bodies. <laughs> you know, it, it, we're, we're being afflicted in, in the same way. So the more we hurt the earth, the more we hurt ourselves. So we just got to try and live more naturally. If we're going to hunt, then how were, how was ancient man 75, a hundred years ago, not that ancient, by the way, were able to keep eating meat, eating whatever they wanted, but still keep 98% of the wild animals alive. How was it that 75 years later, we only have 2% of them alive? Yeah, I have so many. Fr- I have so many friends who hunt, and those those guys who hunt are the guys who want to keep the land the most pristine. Yeah, and but and right? and right now we're just fucking it up, and it's because and it's not for the because we need to eat meat more. No, it's because we want to eat more. Right, and we, we definitely gotta, don't need to. And so we have to change our yeah our priorities on Earth, uh, our desire system. Like, what do we think is important and what is not, and like really understand that. Yeah, we're here one time as far as we know it, and we got one planet, but there's going to be people here after us and after us, and they're related to us or our children, and we would like to leave it better. I would like to leave it better than when I found it. Uh, Alex, I um, I have to go. I loved That's having hard. you on. You, you are, you are um, awesome. Uh, it, it, blew, it blew by. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you you are you are truly great. Uh, I'll be watching on the twenty fifth, and I'll keep bugging you. And I look forward to our next chat. Uh, each podcast I do with you keeps getting better and better. You you are a, a, a cool dude, brother. Oh, thank you so much. Peace. Peace, man. I don't want to fuck with his energy. I don't want to. I know that was a bit abrupt. Yeah, no he he was he was going, but it was that time for you, so you did yeah. good. Okay, good. I that really was, like him. He gave, he gave, he yeah, really that was gave awesome. of himself this show. Dude, the first portion when he was going on like the black history month stuff and, and things like that, there was some great stuff in there. I took a little timestamp. So we clip it, Ooh. clip it, clip it. That show was crazy. That show was a lot of fun. God, Darian. So good too. And then Justin Nunley came on. What a show. Yeah, That was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, March 25th, Alex Caceres, uh, is TDC coming today? No. Is he scheduled? Yeah, that's the yeah. Okay, well, you could keep moving that. He's, we just got to keep moving it soon. Soon he is. He's um, a moving he, target, guys. Yeah, he's moving to yes, exactly. Uh, Seven, stop having a life. We need eight hours a day of podcasts. Soon, <laughs> very soon. I'm trying getting rid of my life. I'm so selfish. Okay, I am late uh, for a uh, breakfast appointment. Um, you guys are the best. Uh, 10 a.m. show today? No. Is that what it's scheduled for? <laughs> I think it's scheduled for uh, noon. I'll, I'm going to adjust it right now. So okay. they'll, they'll uh, we, might, we might do a show uh, tonight. I need to call and see what Suze is doing. Um, all right. Yes, Mark Moss, you, were, you, you, you have said it. You've hit the, uh, uh, the nail on the dick. Uh, yes, with Greg. We're going to breakfast with Greg. Uh, you've hit the yeah, dick on the nail. Okay. <laughs> bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>